Tons to get to in the NFL world, surprisingly, here uh, late June as we welcome Matt Williamson back from vacation. Gronk retirement, sad news, a tragic death in the NFL, which happens all too often. We'll get into the Deshaun Watson stuff, uh, some um, new big money signings for Matt Steelers that I think he's got some great insight on as well. Wrapping up all the latest around the league on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you. Williamson back in the chair after a <laughs> week at the beach at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, I want to get a few more specifics about your vacation uh, a little bit later, but I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about the big topic of the day, which is Rob Gronkowski's retirement from the NFL. And he had a, a nice lengthy statement about uh, about his career, and we knew the end was close, but the idea that Tom Brady came back, you thought, ah, maybe Gronk you know, might as well come back. Why not? One more run. Go, go get another ring. And... Um, we know it, it at least looks like on the surface that Gronk enjoys playing football if his body can handle it, right? Um, but he said, in college, I was asked to write about a dream job opportunity that I wanted to pursue and where the location would be. Every time I had to write about my future, no matter what, I picked being a professional football player. <laughs> that assignment, though, we had to pick the location. So I wrote that I wanted to play in Tampa for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for many reasons. The sunny weather being number one, I completely forgot about writing uh, this report until two years ago when I had the opportunity to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let me tell you, the journey in Tampa over the last two years has blown away what I originally wrote about in college big time. And for this, I want to thank the whole entire first class Buccaneers organization for an amazing ride, trusting me to come back to play and help build a championship team. I will now be going back into my retirement home walking away from football again with my head held high, knowing I gave it everything I had, good or bad, every time I stepped out on the field, the friendships, relationships I have made will last forever. And I appreciate every single one of my teammates and coaches for giving me everything they had as well, from retirement back to football and winning another championship and now back to chilling out. Thank you to all Buccaneers fans, the crew. Without you guys, none of this is possible. All of you brought it every game. Thank you for all you do cheers to what's next maybe sailing the seas are so uh, <laughs> pirate, pirate themed exit there uh no mention of the patriots although he already retired from the patriots in the nfl one time before so maybe he just didn't maybe he didn't need to to mention any of the rest of his football career besides the last two years with the tampa bay buccaneers so uh gronk retires as matt now i leave it up to you is this the greatest tight end of all time in rob gronkowski because um the the championship the the championship caliber play is certainly there statistically you know the touchdowns he scored was you know just amazing he put up amazing stats maybe uh doesn't lead as many categories as some other players but Gronk all-time great for sure where does he rank First off, great to be back. I was gone a full seven days. Maybe our listeners don't know that through the uh, the power of uh, manipulations that you do so well, BP. And we will talk a little about my getaway, and it was wonderful. Um, so I haven't talked football for a full week, which is rare for me, to say the least. And a lot has gone on, actually, for this time of year, as you mentioned. 
little hesitant to talk Gronk because I still think like his buddy Brady, they might not be done. You know, they bring me back in, you know, who knows? And Tom could call him in week two. And before you know it, Gronk's catching touchdowns again, but let's discuss his legacy because not only do I think he's clearly the best tight end that's ever lived. And I think Tony Gonzalez is unbelievable and gets forgotten a little bit but clearly the best tight end that's ever lived. I think he's the second best Patriot player of all time. I'm including guys like John Hanna. And, you know, I mean, I think he, and to take it a step further of this generation, I think he's the number one offensive skill position player in the last 20 years or so. I mean, of all the receivers, all the running backs, and here's why, is I think he's the most difficult def- person to defend. Like, if you ask defensive coordinators, who do I not want to game plan against? I think Gronk is number one on the list of all guys recently. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go back to the 70s and whatnot, you know. And here's a simple reason why. If any offense comes out in one back, two tight ends, two receivers – well, I'm going to play my base 4-3 or my 3-4. Great. Okay. Well, they detach Gronk, and some linebacker who has no chance against them is stuck on Gronk. Okay. Well, how are we going to combat that? Let's play nickel. You know, we're going to play a big, strong safety that can cover, get him on the field, get that big, thumping linebacker off the field. Well, then they run the ball down your throat, and not only does Gronk crush that strong safety, he might take your defensive end and move him off the ball. Or pass block. I mean, and he's enormous. I mean, he's a huge human being. He's not unbelievably smooth or sudden. He's a little bit of a clunky athlete. (laughs) And this kind of a, a unique way of his movement. But he still catches balls at his shoelaces, well over his head, behind him, poorly thrown balls, muscling people out. After the catch abilities are tremendous, steps it up in the postseason, steps it up near the goal line, mentioned the blocking, which is as good as any tight end, including the Lee Smiths that all they do is block. And here's what's really remarkable to me is I just went to ESPN.com, pulled up all his career stats, and this might blow people away. First of all, he has double-digit t- touchdowns in five years, including 17 touchdowns in 2011, his second year in the season. But this is even more remarkable to me. His average yards per catch, very basic stat. How many times, ever, every time he catches the ball, how many yards does he gather? At a 270-pound human being, he's had seasons, well, his career is 15. He averages 15 yards a catch over his career and the last three years, you know, he's been a shell of himself in terms of, you know, explosiveness and whatnot. He has a year where he averaged 21.6 yards a catch. I mean, he has a 16.3 in there. I mean, well over 15 regularly. I mean, to be that big and to create that much yardage after every catch, plus the versatility and the toughness and the ability to, do all the little things and consistently put his body on the line and sacrificed his own health for the betterment of the team. And do you remember, I saw a special on this recently and I don't remember where, 
remember when he like went WWE on Tredavis White? You know, I mean, it wasn't his finest moment. He was really frustrated. <laughs> but yeah. they were showing the you know the, the clips leading up to that. Why he was so frustrated? He was being held play after play after play by one and two guys. Like people just grab him and. Refs just kind of think, eh, you know, he's a big guy. He'll be all right. You know, I mean, like the refs call the game differently around him. I think he's basically as good a football player as I've ever seen. I mean, I think he's Aaron Donald. I think he's, you know, that level of player. It doesn't quite get that credit. He definitely doesn't get that credit. I think he does get conversations about best tight end of all sure. time. Um, when you compare him statistically to the other top, you know, there's, there's really five main guys, uh, four other guys, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, as far as yardage goes and, and touchdowns and um, that are that are that have been, you know, the top of the heap for a while. Travis Kelsey is coming. By the way, Travis Kelsey is only about 200 yards uh, behind Travis, behind Rob Gronkowski. So yeah, Travis yeah. Is gonna pass Gronk by the end of the season. If Gronk stays retired and, and Travis Kelsey doesn't get hurt or something like that. Um, but right now, Fifth all-time in receiving yards is Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he's 6,000 yards behind Tony Gonzalez, though. He's a, he's a long way behind yeah. Tony Gonzalez, which is why I would still put Tony Gonzalez number one. But Tony Gonzalez wasn't the blocker that Gronk is either. And and I know that gets unfairly overlooked when it comes to tight ends, especially these days. But uh, what's crazy is what Gronk has done in the number of games played because he also played 130 exactly. less games than Tony Gonzalez. Right. And um, his his touch he's third all time in touchdowns reception in touchdown reception so he's he's scored 92 touchdowns in 143 games and so that's that's pretty remarkable what Gronk did there statistically and you're right 15 yards um per catch is, is way more than all these other tight ends that are 12 and you know 11 10 yards maybe 13 at the most he's he's got a couple yards on just about everybody at the top of all time tight ends so uh yeah pretty remarkable career and the only guy that's better than him uh in a yards per game realm is Travis Kelsey. So yeah, Travis which makes sense. Got 70 yards per game in his career. Gronk was 60, just under 65. And then next is Kellen Winslow, then Tony Gonzalez. So yeah, the impact per game is much better for Gronk. I think that's his calling card, the championships, all the touchdowns, how good he was in the red zone was so important with his size because you can't match up on, with, you can't match up with him, with him period with size or athleticism. One of those right. you're going you're gonna to lose period. 100%. And this position's a little different. I mean, with all respect to Ditka and Mackey and those guys, tight ends weren't used, you know, prolifically a certain, and I'm not taking any away from Kelsey, but I mean, tight end now is a receiver and we're going to, you know, Kyle Pitts and Gasecki and these type of guys are really just big wide receivers. That's not how it was back in the day. Really Winslow started to, you know, change that to some degree. Um, but all those guys that you mentioned, all tremendous players, Hall of Fame type guys, none of them block like him. None of them are nearly as physical as him. To me, none of them are as matchup problem. You know, back to you know, what kind of defense do I play against these guys? And you talked about his per game impact. And I know the Patriots and the Bucs, I mean, have played a lot of postseason games, you know, but Gronk has played in 22 playoff games. That's a ton. And he's a big reason why they played in 22 playoff games. 15 touchdowns in 22 playoff games. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's pretty silly. And then you start yeah. looking at, t at playoff games for some of the other tight ends, you know, and 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 if you add those stats in, it probably helps him quite a bit because he played an oh, extra yeah. season plus, you know, in playoff games. That mm -hmm. clearly Against good competition. Tight ends, even those that and some of them didn't play many playoff games at all and the ones that did 
certainly didn't play that many. So, yeah, remarkable. Didn't, ca- career didn't for catch Rob 15 Gronk. touchdowns in the postseason. Right, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely remarkable career for Rob Gronkowski, one of the all-time greats, you know, his his personality as well. And I'm sure we'll see him on a television very soon. <laughs> Does stay retired. One note on if he will stay retired, though, because like his buddy Tom, the door still cracked open, not because of what he said, because of what his agent said next. Some really sad news in the NFL this morning about Jalen Ferguson, Baltimore Ravens edge rusher, who sadly and tragically passed away. Uh, We've got some signings in the NFL, and I want to get your thoughts, Matt, on Deshaun Watson, whether or not you think he will be playing anytime soon uh, in an NFL game. But first, let's talk to the folks out there about Blue Nile. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. With you ready to pop the question, celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. And that online shopping is key. You can use simple tools, choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, uh, the setting style, and Blue Nile's jewelers go to work, handcraft her perfect engagement ring, each ring one of a kind. And when you're looking for fine jewelry, like me, you might have trouble deciding on what you should be getting. Uh, And Blue Nile has you covered there. Experts on hand 24-7, phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at any budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Peacock and Williamson listeners will get $50 off purchases, $500 or more. So this is a podcast exclusive. Includes engagement. Use code locked on. That is promo code locked on for the $50 off. Plus every order insured ships free arrives in discreet packaging. They won't give away what's inside shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to blue today. Thanks again, everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen for your second. Listen, check out the live NBA draft show on the Locked On Podcast Network. If, you listen, if you're if you an NBA fan and you tuned into the NFL live draft show, you know it was awesome. The ultimate mock draft going on as well right now for the NBA. Uh, the entire NBA channel going live on NBA draft night. So if you have a favorite team, make sure you subscribe to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on draft night. Did you see this little nugget just on the way out the door by Drew Rosenhaus? Rob Gronkowski's agent that said Rob that said he said Gronk could still come out of retirement quote if Tom Brady calls him during the season for <laughs> Adam Schefter so now there's that I'm sure Gronk wants nothing to do with training camp you know so that ain't happening but if it's week 10 and there's a couple injuries and they look like they're going to the postseason and he's in good enough shape and, hey, Gronk, you want to come play 20 snaps a game, play third downs and critical you know, time possession, you know, time down and distance situations near the goal line. What do you think? Do old Tommy another, a, a solid and come back. He'll probably say yes. <laughs> So is he retiring from training camp is my question. Exactly. I think he's done with training camps. I think that's safe to say. And never again. And he's, <laughs> he's used the retirement thing a couple times. He There was the story about how he faked retirement so he didn't get traded to Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions at one point. Right, right. 
Then he actually retired. Then he came back and now retiring again. So we'll, we'll see. We may have not seen the end of Rob Gronkowski on a football field. And we for sure haven't seen the end of him on your television set. Right. Real quick on him. I mean, his backstory is pretty fascinating. He grew up in Buffalo and I have some people that knew him well as a kid and his dad. Um, really interesting family, of course. His brother was in the league. His dad was a big time athlete. He actually owns a fitness kit place now, G&G Fitness. And then Gronk came to Pittsburgh for his senior year of high school, played at Woodland Hills High School, which pumps out NFL players like crazy. So he finally got recruited, was a star at Arizona, well, kind of a star, and wasn't an early pick because of this back injury, which really never really went away. He fought through that to be the all-time great that we just discussed. I mean, pretty crazy. And it's why his game's played number is so much lower than a lot of those guys. Sure, sure. And the his style of play as well. And his style yeah. goes along with it, which probably hurt him when he was much younger, too. Yeah, yeah. Where it all stems from. You can't fake that style of play, which was what makes him great. Yeah, absolutely. Very sad news from the NFL world today. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens announced this morning the tragic passing of Jalen Ferguson. They said in a statement that, we are pro- profoundly saddened by the tragic passing of Jalen Ferguson. He was a kind, respectful young man with a big smile and infectious personality. We express our heartfelt condolences to Jalen's family and friends as we mourn a life lost much too soon. Born in 1995, Jalen Ferguson. Gosh, that's yeah, uh, unbelievably too soon. 26 years old, Jalen Ferguson. Um, we don't have really any details that I've seen, Matt. I don't know if you see any details on it. So there's not much to say except for just how sad this is. And uh, for some, like, really skewed toward the NFL side of things versus other sports of players dying, right? Like, does it feel that way or is it just because we covered the league closer? Uh, I mean, I don't know enough about the other leagues. I just know that along the lines of what you said, we lost going back to Dwayne Haskins. We've lost three now in a very short stretch of all extremely young men with a lot to live for. And I don't know all the circumstances and it's extremely sad. And can we just be done talking about these things? You know, I mean, it's, it's awful. I mean, again, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a theme and I hate it. Yeah. There there's, there's, a, there seems to be always a news cycle. That's just unfortunate for some reason in the NFL and we have to cover it and it's the news and it's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Deshaun Watson stuff, and I don't really like talking about it, but it's out there, and, and we right. have to cover it. And if you want more detail on on the Deshaun Watson stuff, Ross and I filling in for uh, Matt Williams yesterday. We we got into the details of the Deshaun Watson stuff, and now twenty of his twenty four civil cases have been settled. Uh, do you? That, obviously, it's sort of the beginning of the end with Deshaun Watson, Matt, but. Knowing more and more and getting more details and mm-hmm. there's been more stories and, and, you know, more of the, 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 the lawsuits have come out and you, you see all these stories and what some of these women are saying about him. It's like, I can't see him playing. And that's kind of what Ross felt like yesterday. Where, where are you at with Sean Watson? When do you actually expect him to be allowed to play for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. And I got in late last night from vacation. Haven't listened to yesterday's podcast. I absolutely will. I'm looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, it's another topic that's not much fun to talk about. And I might even want to just kind of switch gears and talk Browns football more than, you know, Watson situation. But don't think for one minute, people, that because 20 of the 24 settled, NFL's like, oh, that's fine. You know, like they don't care about that, I'm sure, one bit. You know, right. you know, so... 
my expectation is he gets an entire season, you know, and, and I think that's probably fair by, you know, past standards and other people that have done, you know, off the field indiscretions that are at all similar, although him in his case is a, the, one of the strangest I've ever heard, but which leaves us to the, you know, where does that leave the Browns? And if you look at the Browns contract salary cap situation, they've spent more than any team in the league, especially in terms of real dollars of the owner handing out checks. And amazingly, I just went to overthecap.com to look at, you know, salary cap space. They have the most salary cap space in the whole league at 42 million. And the, the teams behind them have like mid to low twenties, you know, so they have way more salary cap space than anyone in the league right now. And that includes keeping Baker. And I think Watson only counts a million this year from what I understand. But then next year, it's a disaster for them. They have so many big contracts that their time to win is now. And of course, next year, the Saints are lowest as always, but the Browns are third lowest and all kinds of different cap things kick in. So where I'm going with this is the way they structured their team, which I commend, it's aggressive, is we have the small window to win now. And that window's right now, for the, which is unfortunate for them. It's not a year from now. It's not two years from now. Winning or building a good roster is about to get way harder for the Browns, you know, and with or without Watson. So I guess I think Baker's never going to play for them again. And, you know, some talks have heated up since I was at the beach that Baker and Carolina is not a done deal. Understandable. That makes perfect sense. You know, how much money are you going to eat? But could Jimmy end up there somehow on some kind of one-year deal or some kind of cap-friendly deal to at least give them the opportunity football-wise to still try to win now? I like Jacoby Brissett. I've talked him up a lot. There was a point maybe two years ago I thought that he deserves a shot to be a true starter um, I was wrong about that I think he's a very good backup I think everyone in the league respects his toughness I think his floor or his ceiling though is a high high-end backup great for four games but not for 17 you know what I mean and I yeah you could run the ball like crazy and Chubb and that backfield would be would keep you competitive and the defense was good last year. I'm not sure it'll be at that level this year. Brutal division. I, I I mean, I can't say I feel bad for them because, not because they fired me, but because they went out and signed this guy that's potentially a bad criminal, you know, or, you know, and made an aggressive move with a character mistake. But they're kind of screwing themselves. I mean, I think the Browns are in a bad spot, big picture. Real bad spot. It's amazing how the Browns can Browns it up yeah. in, in, in a completely new, inventing a new way to do it that we had never seen in the history of the NFL. Right. I don't think the league's super happy that if Sean Watson was suspended this year, he'd only be losing such a small portion, like a million dollars or whatever it is of his salary. So yeah. I, there, this might sneak into even 2023 for the Browns. So I think uh, you're right. That window's now. They've got to figure something out at quarterback because the guy they just went out and got is not going to be playing for him this right. year. And real quick, I don't know if you guys mentioned this yesterday. I know we brought it up when the contract happened. Watson's base salary of a million dollars this year is really a middle finger to the league. And yes. if people don't realize this, his suspension is – if he's suspended for one game, 
it's one seventeenth of his salary, one seventeenth of a million. So they did that to him on purpose just to say, we know you're going to get suspended, Deshaun. They're just not going to take much of your money because we'll send it, you know, set it up this way. Well, the league sees these things and takes it personally. Like, you know, we're not stupid here. You know, I mean, right. You know, it's disrespectful to the league, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot to be decided there with Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns. What will they do at quarterback? Uh, that is that remains to be seen. And I'm sure at some point we will hear from the league before the season starts. Maybe they'll just have to go the exempt list route and then suspend Watson at some point in the future, which might drag this thing out into 2023, as long as, as well as some of the uh, unsettled civil cases. But let's move on to some of the signings in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick getting big money. Larry Ogunjobi back with the Steelers uh, now. Um, and I want to hear a little bit more about Turks and Caicos. We're okay. <laughs> last week. So let's get into that next. But how about bet online? You want to bet on, uh, you think people are sleeping on the Cleveland Browns? You can bet on that. Sue next Super Bowl champion at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Tons of NFL futures, individual player props, stat props, um, Offensive, defensive, rookies of the year, coaches of the year, all of those things you can get going on at betonline.net. All the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. A couple of golf leagues to bet on now at BetOnline. Uh, live betting in-game, esports, tons of scores and more, and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And uh, betonline.net remains the best spot for not just sports wagering, but sports scores and news and information this season. MMA, boxing, of course, also covered at BetOnline. So get over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline where the game starts. Minka Fitzpatrick getting big money. The... The the safety market is probably the weirdest position, Matt, to me it in is. the NFL. You've got people at the top end, players like Minka Fitzpatrick, $18 million per year, trading two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. Then you have other starting caliber safeties that sit on the free agent market until June and sign you know one-year, $4 million contracts, and they're starting caliber players. So, yeah. and, and I think safeties are more valuable than they ever have been, but – there's almost no middle class now at safety. It's like if you're a star safety, you're going to get a ton of money, and everybody else just kind of still has to fight for scraps, even though it's really important. And, and offenses are stressing safeties more than they ever have. Yeah, exactly. And, again, I think it's kind of a transition period in, in the safety contract world, but it's gone on for a couple off seasons now where sometimes it's like, man, that guy's a really quality – Steelers are a perfect example. You know, Terrell Edmonds – gets a lot of flack because he was a first-round pick and he's not a star. But if he was a second-round pick, everyone in Pittsburgh would be like, oh, I really like Terrell Evans. He plays every snap. He's a quality player. He sat on the free agent market for well past, you know, the, the first couple waves of free agency, and I think the Steelers got him for like $3 million. He's a quality starting strong safety coming off his first deal. Uh, your boy Jaquiski Tart, similar. You know, like these guys are good football players that could start for just about anyone. Is the gap from Tart or Edmonds to Minka or Derwin – that big, you know, no, but there aren't many guys that can do what the do it all safeties can, and they change the game. And I don't want to stick with the Gronk theme, but if you're playing Gronk, I want Derwin or Minka, or you know what I mean? Or if I'm playing Kittle, if I'm playing Kelsey, and the Steelers haven't used Minka that way very much, but part of it's because 
when they traded for him midseason, they kind of just stuck him in center field and said, you're new here, do that. And frankly, in the safety world, true free safeties are harder to find than anything right now. You don't find Ed Reed, Earl Thomas types. So if you can do that, I always call them like a great goalie in hockey. You know, your defenseman can cheat up a little bit more because I got that guy behind me. You know, I always thought Earl Thomas was the most important guy in the whole Legion of Boom defense because the other 10 could just be like, I got the guy behind me. I can be more, you know, I can jump this route. I can blitz, you know, because Earl will take care of me. My goalie's going to make the save. And Minka's done that extremely well for the Steelers. My hunch is, though, they'll probably use him more locked up on Mark Andrews or things like that now, you know? So uh, you just don't find guys that can do that many things well. And he's very well-rounded. Takes the ball away too. Yes. That, which is key. I mean, turnovers are are so key in in today's NFL. Mm -hmm. They always have been, but I I feel like even more so now you got to make teams pay for it. If they're going to play a certain brand of football. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, one-year deal with the yeah. Steelers. Uh, I haven't seen any other details. I don't know if there are any details. Does he make a difference for that defense? Absolutely. I mean, when Tuit retired, there was a spot there, and that he was, to me, uh, Namakong Sue, who sounds like he's flirting with the Raiders as we speak, and Ogunjobi were the two defensive tackles. I did a lot of homework on it after Tuit retired. That, you know, these are guys that would are still impact players at this stage. Um, people don't realize that this is actually Ogunjobi's third team in the AFC North. So the Steelers played against them with the Browns, played against them with the Bengals. More pass rusher than run stuffer, explosive guy, small school dude from Charlotte that's getting better and better. Um, but he, he hurt his foot in the wild card game this year with the Bengals. And then when free agency opened, he signed a big contract with the Bears and then failed the physical. But that was like the day free agency opened and was in town yesterday. And I guess they think the foot is fine or going to be fine. Get him on a one-year deal. Haven't seen the, the money yet, but, you know, they have a fair amount of cap space and exactly what the doctor ordered. I mean, he'll play again next to Cam Hayward quite a bit, you know. What I really want to know about, and I want to wait, yeah. I want to wait till the end of the podcast. We get all the the football stuff out of the way, Matt. What's really important is how relaxed are you? Were you able to recharge? Tell me about Turks and Caicos and how your vacation was. If some of the listeners might not have realized uh, how long you were gone, as you mentioned at the top, but uh, we filled in some podcasts for uh, the the course of the last week or so, and um, I I need to recharge as well. So I'm trying to think of vacation ideas. So I want I want you to plant some ideas in my head. I just want to hear how things went for you on vacation. Yes. And it was tremendous. It was a full seven days, just my family, my wife and I, um, both our kids that are going into high school now. And trust me, we're not super wealthy or anything, but a lot of people go to Turkey Caicos are super wealthy and it's, you can see why um, the resort we stayed in two resorts down, which was of like 300 yards away. LeBron James was there, you know, and he ran out the whole top floor. And and trust me, my 15-year-old son looked for LeBron on every boat, every time, every, every, every place we went, you know, like wonderful LeBron's here, you know. So yeah, he's probably a, easy to spot on the beach too. Six, seven, <laughs> he probably stands 260 out. pounds or 270 pounds, whatever he is. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Probably wasn't hanging the same spots we were either. Right. Uh, but we did hear that, you know, one of the dinners we went to, he was there a couple nights before and, you know, that made everybody happy. So whatever. Um, but it's unbelievably beautiful. 
Um, this is going to be my, my wife and I's 25th anniversary coming up. It's going to be her 50th birthday coming up. I mentioned my kids are both in high school. So this is the nicest vacation I've ever been on in my life. It's the nicest vacation we've ever taken our family. And that's on purpose. You know, remember it, kids before you go off to college and, you know, and it was very memorable, just the four of us family bonding. And a couple of people said, this is like a top three beach in the entire world, just in terms of clarity and beauty. And we snorkeled like every day, you know, you didn't have to take snorkel trips. You could like drive down the street and go, you know, just jump in the, the ocean with your snorkel gear. And there was a reef. I mean, it was really cool. Um, last little nugget is, <laughs> so we get off the plane, go to pick up the rental car and like, man, this thing is a piece of crap. And Okay, no problem. Uh, didn't put two and two together. I go to get in. There's no steering wheel on the left. It's on the right. And apparently you drive on the left side of the road there. No. And this piece of crap was still one of the nicest you know, vehicles on the road. Many of them don't have license plates. Many of them have the lights bashed out, you know, and everything on this car was in Chinese. <laughs> you know, just, I just, I guess it was an out, you know, just ship there and take this old thing. And really for the first four days, my family was in grave danger of me wrecking all oh. the time. Like I would pull out and just ride right down the right lane, you know, just right into traffic <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I can't imagine. I, I wouldn't even, it's I don't brutal. think I could attempt it. That, that, that would just completely screw up my brain to try to drive on the left side of the road. I mean, that yes. would be nearly impossible for me to try to do. There's no... Uh, lights in, in, on any of the roads either. They're all these like turnstile, you know, like these, these like circular roundabouts. Like yeah, the they're all roundabouts. roundabouts. Yeah. So I didn't know when to go, when not to. I would just go right into the right lane and people beeping at you left and right. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then my family got a real kick out of this is again, the steering wheels on the right. So every time I would put my turn signal on, my right hand would go up, boom, go up to go left. Well, that's the windshield wipers, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I'm turning left again. There's the windshield wipers on. Oh, I'm about to get hit. I'm in the wrong lane. Oh my God. You know, by the end of the week, I kind of got it. It was all oh, that's, yeah, right. That's as the low light of the trip though. Uh, the scariest so, part of the trip. We were all happy to make it. Uh, a mere peon that has never been to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Is it two islands? Is that why it's Turks and Caicos? Is I have like no idea. Islands? No, it's one small island. I think it's okay. like 24 miles across. And it's funny, like anywhere you went, you know, uh, uh, a liquor store, a beer distributor, a restaurant, the hotel bar, they only have like four kinds of beers. They, they only have only certain things must get shipped there. You know, like nothing's from there. Their only export is salt. And, and it's just unbelievably beautiful beaches and there's some huge money places that we weren't a part of, but we had a wonderful time. And I got to ask you this because I know some of the listeners are, are wondering, and we've kind of talked about this before, but what is your, I mean, you said there's not that many options. Do you go in cocktail, you go in beer. What was your go-to drink? You are, you have your toes in the sand, you go in pina colada. Like what, what, what what's your go-to there? Yeah. And planning ahead, we went to the duty free place in Charlotte and got a big old bottle of tequila for the room. If you're South, you know, it's te tequila. I mean, I'm a whiskey or tequila guy. Okay. I'm not drinking bourbon on the beach though. You know what I mean? Or right. in a hundred degree heat, it's more tequila than bourbon. So that was in the room. That was a nice staple. 
And I mentioned the different beers. There is a brewery on the island, and their light beer was pretty darn good, and it was going oh. down quite well. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's the savior then. I, the, the the brewery on the island, that is key. For that sure. was big, yeah. Absolutely. Smart move, too. <laughs> make sure make sure you got that bottle of your own you're taking with you, just so you know. Had a fallback plan. You know, yeah, yeah, go back to the room, out. watch the NBA or NHL after a yeah. long day of being in, in the sun and snorkeling all day. And, you know, we didn't just sit around. You know, we were busy and it wore you out. And I went to bed earlier than usual. But there was a nice bottle of uh, Julio there for me for later. Surfing? Snorkeling? Lots of snorkeling. Okay. Um, uh, a fishing trip, deep sea fishing. That was kind of fun. And what's that? Did you catch anything? Yeah, there was two hours. We didn't do super well, but we caught lunch, which was grouper. You know, these uh, strawberry groupers that were yummy. They cooked them up right in front of us. That was awesome uh, on Iguana Island, which was pretty cool. Um, and then the last day, you know, right before we, or the day before we left, you know, that we got up early the day we left was glass bottom kayaks in the mangroves you know you just kind of cruise around the mangroves probably saw 40 to 50 sea turtles two sharks you know conch all, all kinds of cool stuff so that was really fun too you know wow so we were active that's fantastic all right mm -hmm. well welcome back and uh, i hope you did make some memories of a lifetime there and you know nice to be yeah. able to get out and have a, a real vacation right after a couple of years with what we've been through and so yeah um but I, I stayed dialed in with football. I, you know, I ranked my fantasy tight ends. I, I, I saw that. In the middle of the week, I saw a retweet from the Locked On podcast handle is Matt Williamson's tight ends. I was like, Williamson, go on vacation, dude. Don't be yeah. thinking about tight ends right now. I actually whipped up a quick spreadsheet to, you know, just in my free, you know, my free time, you know. Of course. I mean, it's a sickness that you've got. <laughs> the show knows it and loves it. And it's probably why they tune in. So, of course, later on in the week, I think we're going to go live tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we should do that. On the NFL, do a little Twitter Thursday now that Williamson's back. And then Friday, we'll jump back into our fantasy war rooms. And since Matt's busting out his tight end rankings, we'll talk tight ends and 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 hash it out. Tight end fantasy rankings on yeah. Friday's show here. Travis Kelsey and, is not number one. Oof. How about them apples? And uh, I, I guess geez. we'll have to ask you where Gronk would rank if he was. Yeah, yeah. To come out of retirement, too. Maybe. He's included. All right, good stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. For your second listen, check out the live NBA mock draft going on right now. Uh, your team is covered right here, no matter the sport, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back tomorrow, a little Thursday live right here, Peacock and Williamson.